0: Thank you for tuning in yet again to the Rexburg Love podcast. This episode is a continuation of the previous episode. If you missed that, please go find and listen there for the full story. Thank you. And now back to the podcast. Was there any sort of culture shock or anything like that coming from California to Southeast Idaho? Oh, good especially question. with your history with the Mormon church.
1: Yeah. Well, 'Cause I um, you know, it's it's one thing to go to church when you're in Southern California. Um there are no I mean your local community is not Mormon. Moving up here, it was pretty incredible that there was that much meshing of church and state.
0: How so? <laughs>
1: in my mind, I just Everything, everything is assumed from an from an LDS perspective. I mean, uh, Pioneer Days for crying out loud! Wow, (laughs) that's like it's that's a Mormon holiday. Yeah, I remember pioneers celebrating Pioneer's Day in California. But I move up here, and it's not just the local. Mormon community, you know, the Mormon people yeah. having a Pioneer Day celebration, it's the entire city.
0: All businesses being shut down.
1: All businesses being shut down. All of them were, and yeah, everybody participating. And it's just assumed that you know what this is all about. Yeah. Why would a Mormon celebration be... Community wide. I mean, sure, invite everybody, but what? That was a shock.
0: That was a
1: huge shock.
0: Did you run into it all uh, meeting people for the first time and having one of their first three questions to you be, What ward are you in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was weird. And it is very uncomfortable saying, I don't belong to a ward. Yeah. Especially knowing what exactly that means and exactly yeah. how much you're telling them. And you know it's going to matter.
0: Yeah,
1: You know it's going to matter. That's the problem. I don't think in California I ever saw any of the other Mormons compress their lips in response to somebody not being a member of a <laughs> that first
0: lip reaction
1: you know the um but you get a lot of that around here there's a lot of pursed lips going yeah. on all the time it's like wow was
0: it uh, was it hard scheduling thing with people and running into scheduling uh blocks such as sundays or general conferences
1: sundays general conferences tuesday nights yeah. Wednesday nights, back when it was Wednesdays. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just, the, the LDS church just really is pervasive in the entire community. Yeah. And, and that's fine. That's not necessarily a bad thing. What is, is the absolute assumption that every individual that you encounter has the same baseline as you. Mm-hmm. That drives me nuts that drives me nuts um because the mormon folks are are nice folks you know in general
0: yeah
1: except when you're making huge assumptions that don't fit Uh,
0: yeah um okay so so you're uh... i
1: got the good
0: uh, I was just going to oh, say, so, so now you're working here. You're learning the the ropes of living in the valley. Uh, you, you get a job. Yeah, tell us where your story goes from here and what your experience yeah, here is like.
1: I find a working in find the working in uh, in Mormondom uh, is interesting. You you've really um, I can't believe how many things it caught me up short. You know, uh, I forgot that shoulders were sexual parts here. Yeah. Sorry, I exposed <laughs> my shoulders. Um. Yes. It was a culture shock. It really was. But then, at the same time, it wasn't so hard for me because I've I've lived most of my life with the don't use. Phrases, don't use language that is going to offend the majority of your culture mates.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Why say, GD, if it's going to offend somebody, you know, why use language? Why, you know? So I've always, (laughs) you know, watched my language. Tried to be considerate, da 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 da, da and, so, and so,
0: it... so so you're getting to a point that you're doing cost benefit balances in your head of how much you continue to operate, how you've operated in the past, uh, with keeping the peace here, right. fitting in, right? Fitting in,
1: right? Exactly. So so I just keep my mouth shut. Yeah. I'm not Mormon. But if somebody makes the assumption that I'm LDS, I'm not going to correct them unless it becomes important. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's kind of, that feels bad to me. But it's the way it's got to go. Yeah. Because, um, you know, around here, you got to get along and you got to all right so i've sat here and watched a couple of businesses go out of business because they weren't of the standard mold
0: Mm.
1: um i am familiar with a gentleman who though he's a good guy solid human being can't can't keep a job Hmm. because he can't keep his mouth shut that he's not Mormon. Yeah. He can't pass, you know. People can't pretend that he's Mormon, so he can't stay employed. Wow. And I felt very much that way. Uh, I felt those types of influences here. Um, Not that I mean I have not lost a job because I was not LDS. Um but that's because I kept my mouth shut and kept it as a as much a non-issue as possible.
0: Yeah. It I, should
1: be a non issue. I,
0: I can't I help but I, <laughs> I can't help but think of the experience you had with your sister where uh it's not like you were saying anything super antagonistic to the church, you were just oh, no. stating a fact that you were not a member. And then here, here you are all these years later still dealing with repercussions to just a simple declarative statement of who you are. And yeah. and, and I can't help but think that uh, that just gave you more experience and preparedness to, like, like you said, kind of surviving here, not yeah. making waves, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. No, I just, you don't, you just, if you're not LDS, you just, but you want to work amongst people who are, you just, you got to keep your head down. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. You know, if you have any strong opinions, keep them to yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's, I think, probably one of the biggest things that every one of us has to deal with who is not of the local mold. Yeah. Um, If you don't learn to keep your thoughts to yourself, there will be repercussions. Whether that's job, whether that's just social isolation or you know, any number of things. There's lots and lots and lots of repercussions
0: here. And I that don't exist in other parts of the country. Yeah. And and I can hear my my own thought processes from my experience in the church immediately starting to fire, saying you know, not all Mormons, hashtag not all Mormons type of thing. You know, that's not going to always be your experience. And and that's just kind of a right. knee jerk reaction that I have having grown up here thinking, oh no, I had tons of friends that weren't Mormon. Right. But I, I, I feel like that is just erasure because what you're telling us are your true lived experiences. And and, and we, mm. we, can't, we can't just shake those off. So yes, while it may be true that there are some people here who are members of the mm-hmm. LDS church that mm-hmm. are not going to care. In fact, they right. might even sit with you on the back porch while it, while it, while you're nursing a beer and, and they've got their lemonade and they totally won't care. That's, that's awesome. And I love that. Right. And I, and, and I, and I laud that acceptance, but I, I feel it's really important for anybody who's hearing this right now to hear that these are the true experiences of, of, of this person we're talking to and uh that, that means that it's now a non-zero number it, it it's it's happened to at least one person and uh, if you extrapolate that there's a good chance that it's happening to more than just one person so these are these are really important things you're sharing with us and i appreciate it without um it, it, without pressuring you into sharing the stories of other people that you don't you don't want to share um i i wanted to ask as you're going through all of this, what are some of the challenges that you as a mother raising children in this area faced?
1: Uh, There was, that, that was a struggle in that. um, I, by nature, don't want to offend people. There's just no reason to, you know, go out of your way to challenge their, their their beliefs or challenge them in any ways that you know pointless um my kids all having all the different um personalities that seven different human beings will have there was always a struggle um um one of my sons ended up having this buddy that that, um, wow, he was definitely not Mormon. (laughs) Um, and his family was, was kind of harsh and edgy. Um, and my son started to uh, use some expressions that I didn't appreciate. And it wasn't because they offended me personally, but they were expressions that would offend average Joe walking by in our community. Yeah. Um, and those sorts of those sorts of things, you know. Hey, don't say that. Why? You're not religious. Well, I understand that, but we have people around us that we kind of care about that are. Yeah. And that's offensive. Do you want to offend so and so? You know? No. Yeah. Well, then don't get in the habit of using that phrase. Yeah. Go there. Um, those sorts of things were were rough, and yeah, plenty of times um, one or another of my kids would come home um, having had an experience where something came up that was LDS related, they didn't know anything about it, totally ignorant, and so get laughed at or get dogged about or teased or whatever, um, a lot of that. Um, one of my daughters is such a sweet soul. Um, She's just just got such a soft heart and is so um thoughtful of others and and everything and And then, you know, because of her ignorance of something that every lDS kid takes for granted, she comes home crying is you know harsh. Wow, yeah. that was it's it's been kind of rough. It's because I I'm a firm believer that my kids are people and they're individuals and they need to be free to express themselves and that that you know I I don't have any requirement on them to fit into some kind of a mold or something. And here's here's our local community saying you know, you're, you've been, you've been evaluated and you found to be wanting, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, did you ever yeah. have any, did you ever have any kids come to you and say uh, something along the lines of uh, they're telling me about girls camp and I'd love to go, or they're holding a mutual and they've been inviting me to it, or they have uh, some, some missionaries that they want me to meet with and uh, sit down and talk with them. Did you ever run into anything like that?
1: didn't have too much problem with that no um my i raised my kids <clears throat> my kids knew what they knew my story okay my kids know that i i i'm not anti mormon
0: yeah. i am
1: absolutely against the mormon church um the mormon people have been pretty good to me um i have met some fantastic people uh, and am very grateful for uh, a lot of my Mormon friends, but the lDS church <sighs> no my kids um they knew they knew to a great degree my story okay um, and they know the basics of the Mormon doctrine so if they were invited to church, they were allowed to go if they'd like. Love it. Uh, I never told them they could not be Mormon. Uh, I did tell them the core beliefs of the Mormon church and why I thought it was a bunch of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, You know, heck they've got to, they've got to make their way in their lives. And um, so no, I was a, uh, Didn't have a problem with that because when they wanted to go, they would go, and um, when they didn't want to go, then they would come, and we'd work out some way of expressing it so that it didn't hurt people's feelings.
0: Love it. Did you? if, if, If 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 there's um, if there are other parents that are running into situations where they are left comforting their children trying to help you know help them through a time where they may be losing friends or feel like their friendships are threatened because they their friends are parts of the LDS church and they are not what would you advise to parents that are facing this difficulty with their children oh, a
1: lot of understanding and honesty i mean it's rough you know I what do I tell another parent love your kid um, believe in them give them the freedom to explore but also I mean the biggest thing my kids needed was just to know that it was that it was okay being who they were and I don't know how well I did that <laughs> <laughs> You know,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I mean, most of my kids turned out pretty good. Well, I mean, I have one. I have one child that I'm. I'm still concerned about, and um, she's my second oldest, and I'm still worried about her. But the rest of them that were actually did some growing up here. So my two oldest did not do any um, growing up here. Okay. My five youngest did, and um, they they they're all still here um well okay one's in Alaska he's in the air force
0: yeah
1: um, but the rest of them are here that that grew up here and and they're solid and they have they have an empathy for others and it looks to me though like it isn't it doesn't go so far as Some people empathize with those around them to the point that they will lose some of themselves. Okay. Um, There are people who, in order to fit in, in the local environment, social environment, will lose themselves to fit in. I think you've got... Got to got to got to got to impress on your children the importance of not losing yourself to fit in. Okay. Um, my kids learned what my kids learned what the Mormon Church was about. They had friends there. They learned to respect their friends without buying the doctrine. And having that freedom to join with their friends and go to church if they wanted to or not, I think that gave them the freedom not to get sucked in. I think if I had been anti, if I'd been really hardcore anti- You know, no, you will not step foot in a Mormon church. No, you will not. (laughs) If I'd done that, I think that probably would have backfired. Interesting. I think it might have done something different. But, um, you know, I just, I was honest with my children about my experiences with the church and what the doctrine, verifiable doctrine is. And, um, and then just supported them in their explorations. Yeah. You know, as we've all got to mumble, muddle through and find our way. And um, and it's hard. I'm very conscious of the trade-offs that I've made. The um, There's a lot of myself that I don't share. Yeah. Just don't share it. Because... Because, yeah, because of the expectations of the local community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just. Is there is, is there any of that? Let, let me think of the best way to say this. So, you mentioned how there's yes. some aspects of you that you don't share because you're worried about the repercussions. Um sure. since, since you're currently in this form factor on a podcast and uh is is there any any way that you would uh like to share that now uh, to to anybody who may be listening uh who is part of the quote-unquote Rexburg mold just so they can understand what other people around here are like and if not that's just fine
1: ah. I think the important, in my mind, the important thing, because really, I guess really what the question is, is. Okay, so there's, there's elements of my, of, of who I am and, and things that I think and believe and feel that I don't share because the, the local social framework is anti, would be anti. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, I think the important thing to me isn't so much that, that I be able to just be myself completely in, in every situation. Because I'll never be that way, because there's an element, there's a heck of a lot of, of of my reserve that does come naturally with my own crazy. Yeah. Everybody has their own crazy, you know. So what would I want to say to a, a local of the mold? It's really, really, really easy for the individual to assume that they're normal, what they're used to, what they believe, uh, the way they see things is true. Now, they may be very truthful, honestly believing, honestly trusting, honestly but that does not mean that what they believe is truth. Um, The Mormon church sets up a huge structure. Yeah. This is the way it is. This is the way it is. Well, even within that structure, There's inconsistency and there's a lack of truth. There's there's wrong, even within that structure. As could be seen if you were to say, look at a copy of, you know, four different um, printings of the Book of Mormon over the span of 50 years and see how very different they read even your experience of your normal as pushed by the your church has been proven to have gaps and to have some real issues yeah academically linguistically um you know just just you put all the ologies against it and it doesn't Stand up very well. Yeah. So be careful with those others. Be careful with us. Because we already know that we don't fit your mold. But you don't know that your mold is kind of broke. Hmm. I mean, to me, yeah. That's it. Um, I've had a a, a very, very, very strong sense for a very, very, very long time that just because I think a thing doesn't mean it's necessarily true. Um, But I don't find a whole lot of people who naturally are willing to look at that for themselves. Yeah. And I think, I think that's that's a thing for for the LDS church. For some reason, the the LDS church seems to be telling people to not exercise their critical thinking skills. Um, to not, you know, if you do have a problem with something, and you know, your Sunday school teacher can't answer the question. Well, then the problem's you. The problem's you. Yeah. That's what I heard. The problem's you. I don't think it is. I, I don't just don't think it is. And, you know, I, I like the, the LDS church. They've got some great social structures, you know, great uh, community uh, support, interdependency and stuff and and there's some wonderful things like that yeah but then but then there's the things that tend to lead men not to not to be all that they can be while saying i'm sorry i'm going into my head's going into some of the misogyny <laughs> things
0: that's you fine. Know, if, if, so if, can, if that's where you want to go, I, I, I feel like that's an important topic to cover. So if you want to share I your mean, thoughts on that, please do.
1: It's bad enough. It's bad enough that misogyny says that women can't be trusted in leadership positions and that, um, you know, that sort of thing. And everybody's familiar with what misogyny does to women. Um, but the Mormon church is misogynistic and it does as much damage to the men as the women, possibly more.
0: How so? In my
1: opinion. Because it's the same as any misogyny. It locks you in to a pattern of behavior that may not actually fit. It locks you into a mode of thinking that isn't necessarily valid
0: hmm.
1: and all at the expense of who you really are. Misogyny is great for somebody who has an A-type personality, who is um, a real go-getter and has real drive and ambition that's great because misogyny says you've got to be an alpha you're a man you're the man you need to be in you not only do you need to be the lead you need to be in control of everything which includes things that you don't honestly have control of like other people yeah like your wife your children (laughs) it sets up an image of, of what it means to be a man that doesn't allow a man to be fully the human being he is. Because if that man really likes to do something that's considered girly, misogyny doesn't really respect that. Yeah. Says no, no. You know, love it. Tough up, tough up, dude. Tough up. So yeah. there's a lot of men that are out there that that you know they're doing all the things that are expected of them, and they're dead inside. You know, It's just the the amounts of depression, the uh, the, I mean, su- attempted suicides, successful suicides um the result of misogyny it's it's real it's real and it's it's no good it's not i don't i don't get it (laughs) i don't get it and then okay look at what it does to women um most women want to you know most women are, are perfectly content to raise their children you know most people want to be involved with their children's lives Um, misogyny says doesn't matter whether you want to or not your role is to go this way. Yeah. Most women want to go in that direction but when you're told you have to, it changes things. Um, And then of course then there's the women that don't have that desire don't have an interest to go in the direction of family and homemaking or whatever. And they have to face the questions or the assumptions.
0: Yeah.
1: There's a, there's a, a, just, there's a real strong propensity in the LDS church that if you didn't marry, if you never did marry as a woman, that uh, you're going to be on hand at all of the events. Uh, you will be setting up, turning down, cooking, cleaning, doing whatever. Yeah. You don't have an excuse to not go and do those things. You're going to be doing a whole lot more of them than the majority of the other women are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just assume because I don't have a husband or kids that then I also don't have a life or interests of my
0: own which isn't that's fair at all. Me. Yeah. and that's
1: what happened. It's not just the Mormon church though.
0: I mean, that's Yeah, that's I'll, fair. That's I mean, fair.
1: Not,
0: yeah So so but. to shift so to shift gears a little bit um and and I love everything you've been been sharing. Thank you. Um so arriving here in 2003 we yeah. are now in 2020 and <laughs> There has been uh, so much change uh, in, in that time frame. I mean, you think of one of the largest uh, Mormon podcasts out there, Mormon stories started in 2005 um, Starting in around 20, 2010, 2013, you start seeing all sorts of online resources, online personalities, uh, things for people who are wanting to know more about their faith, transition out of the faith, support groups, things like that. Uh, I'm wondering, as someone who has been in the valleys since 2003, for the past 17 years, have you noticed any any sort of substantial shifts or change in the culture around here?
1: Um. I have been noticing um, more non-LDS people have moved into the area. Okay. Um, I I see. I see it, it's not as yeah, it's not as isolated and insulated as it once was.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: but. But the only reason I see that is because I'm down here now, actually. Um, I was in uh, Rigby and working in Rexburg for, well, from 2003 to uh, January of this year is when I moved down to Idaho Falls. Okay. So um, I see a whole lot of variety of people down here. But uh, I I can't say that I've seen a whole personally I haven't seen a whole lot of changes in like the the Rexburg dynamic, um. Yeah. But I'm not that close in either. Yeah. Uh, anymore. I I don't spend a lot of time up there anymore, and since I'm no longer working up there, um, I know <laughs> that. Um, go ahead.
0: And not just Rexburg, but Rigby, Idle Falls, any of the surrounding areas. As as you have lived and associated with those that fit the quote unquote Mormon mold in the Mormon bubble here, uh, right. have, have you noticed any substantial shift in how you were able to associate with these people around you?
1: Honestly, no. From my perspective, there hasn't been a whole lot of change really? in. I haven't experienced a whole lot of change in me around here, but then I'm not as social as a lot of people are. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have a real tendency that, um, like aside from out in workplace, I go home and I hibernate.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this, that's fair. Yeah. This,
1: yeah, this is um, well, and part of it, I can't say the part of it isn't because early on I recognize that I'm not comfortable out yeah, amongst, you know, out and about. I'm not, I'm not comfortable. Um, a lot of times, I mean, I like wearing tank tops, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but I, but in my makeup, I have, I have, uh, th- it's part of my makeup that I am conscious of the energies of others um, and so when I go out in public if if I go out in public and I do wear something with my shoulders showing yeah I actually can feel when somebody shoots a look and judges me I can feel it it's it's a I don't have to see them. I can feel them. Wow. And so I, I I have a real tendency to keep myself out of uncomfortable situations like that. Yeah. You know, how often have you seen my shoulders?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a a legit thing. So that's
1: a big legit around here. And that's something that I actually see quite a bit of Mormons. If a girl is going down the street and she has both her knees and her shoulders showing does not mean she's a hooker. <laughs> Just telling you.
0: Yeah, you're wondering,
1: that doesn't mean she's a hooker. <laughs> well, you get, you get, you know, some young girl walking down the road with a pair of shorts and a pink top and, and I've seen some pretty harsh... You know, people craning their neck to look at the gal who doesn't have sense to keep herself covered. Yeah, shorts and a tank top. You know, she's <laughs> she's not going topless. Come That's on, harsh. it's a bit much. Yeah, and 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 you won't see it if you're of the local mold, but if you are not of the local mold, yeah, you get judged. Yeah, harshly sometimes and it isn't for anything that's real you know i mean yeah what are you saying about your men if they can't handle a shoulder <laughs> yeah what are you saying about men i mean sure men can have their issues some men have their issues
0: so my my hope is that this podcast can reach anybody who needs it, whether they be someone who is not a member of the church or someone who is not feeling like they fit with the other members of the church in this area, someone who is possibly uh, reconsidering their participation in the church. So Mm -hmm. that group of people, as well as those who do identify with, fit in and possibly uh, are seeking to expand the quote unquote Rexburg mold or the, the Mormon bubble. Yeah. I I hope that both those two groups hear this. So to end, I'd like to hear first off, if there is someone who's listening to this, who feels alone, who's wondering if they can even survive and thrive here. uh, If, if they feel othered and put away, and judged, because they don't fit the mold here, if you could say anything to that person, what would you say?
1: You hit note. (laughs) Um, If you're feeling out, outside, if you're feeling like you don't fit, you don't belong, you probably don't, but that's okay because we're all just passing through. There are a lot of us out there that don't fit the mold, but that care. Don't give in to feelings of otherness, outsidedness, don't give in to that. We all feel outside and other to somebody, to something. Um, I'm having my own struggles at this point in my life. Big changes have been happening in my life. And I'm kind of feeling a level of vulnerability that I never have before. And it's scary. So, you know, if you're scared, I am too. But there's some great people in Rexburg. Both Mormon and non-Mormon. And don't shut down. Don't shut yourself off keep yourself open to the possibilities of all those people cuz they're there there's a lot of heart in rexburg there's a lot of heart in Rex- rexburg and i can't tell you where to go to find the person that's going to make it better for you but when you feel that prompt you know to do something that is kind of out of your mold, I recommend you do it because that's when you're gonna come across, you know, a person that's been there, a person who cares and who will see you and accept you, um, and and walk along beside you, you know? Um, We all need people in this world And uh, Rexburg can be a hard place to be. But know that there's some really good people there, too. And it it can be a great place to turn it into a great place. You know?
0: Absolutely love that. And if you were able to speak to... the, I, I, I hesitate to say the other side. But... (laughs) <laughs> those who probably do fit the mold a little bit more. Those who uh, may, that hopefully are wondering uh, why, it, it, wondering, you know, what else, it, it, who else is living here in this valley with me? People that I don't see in church every Sunday. Um, if you could say anything to, to those that do fit the mold a little bit more, what would you say?
1: There's some great People in your community that you have no idea about. People that just just want to love, live, create, and and uh, you know just I mean that's that isn't that what we want? We just want to live, love, and create something. Um don't assume that just because they don't believe in your isms, in, in your doctrines, in your isms, don't, don't assume that they don't have faith, that they don't place a, a big importance on love and integrity and, and honesty. Um, We don't have to all be LDS. Um, Morality doesn't require religiosity. You know, Um, try getting to know some of us. Love it. (laughs) Try getting to know some of us. It'll make the community better.
0: Absolutely love it. I want to thank you for your time, your story for you sharing all of this with us for being vulnerable. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. I I could not be more grateful for you having shared all of this with us. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, My pleasure. Uh, Um, Hey, let me know if you need, if you need anything more. Sounds great. Let me know.
0: Definitely. And to all those who are listening to this, uh, thank you for being with us today as we uncover this, absolutely wonderful story. And, uh, and we're able to share in the vulnerability with this wonderful person. Um, Please continue to listen, share the podcast anywhere you want. Uh, We are on most major social medias. And you can reach us on our Gmail, all of our links and everything are in the show notes. And uh, we do also have a Facebook group, the Rexburg Love podcast group that you can go to and discuss these episodes and share your views on uh, what's been shared as well as the direction of the podcast. We loved having you all here with us uh, for this podcast. And thanks again to our amazing guests for sharing their story. And this is Rexburg Love signing off.